0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Mari Llewellyn, and I'm the host of the Pursuit of Wellness podcast. A couple of years ago, I went through a huge transformation, and although I got a lot of attention for losing weight and discovering my passion for weightlifting, there was a lot more to that before and after than what a few pics could ever capture. On the Pursuit of Wellness, you can expect tons of information from experts about optimizing your body and mind. I'll also be sharing some triumphs and struggles from my own personal life. I'm on this journey with you, so you can definitely count on my podcast to give you that weekly dose of encouragement we all need as we pursue things that make us feel our very best inside and out. Tune into the pursuit of wellness every week, wherever you listen to podcasts. and welcome back to the life of mariana podcast. So, if you've ever been on Instagram and you're watching these videos and you feel like, "Oh my gosh, I'm getting so much information from this person I am following. I just want to like learn more and more from them." This is how I feel about Mona van. So I always follow her and I love seeing her information on healthy swaps at the grocery store, navigating the grocery store, swaps for when you're eating out and when you're traveling. I learned so many things from her about just eating out and food and making choices when I'm going out to eat. And Mona actually started her career as a pharmacist and then she used her degree to create some opportunities for herself in the health and wellness space. So from following her online, I learned so much about grocery shopping of choosing this, not that. Recipes that you can make with things at home, benefits of magnesium. So I wanted to ask about so many of these things. That she shares more of on TikTok and dive into that even deeper. So, if you guys want to hear from Mona, keep listening and don't forget to subscribe to Life with Mariana because I've got new episodes every Tuesday. Now, let's get into the episode. I want to know a little bit about you and what exactly your career was before starting everything on social because you have a very impressive resume.
1: Thank you. Yeah. So, I went to pharmacy school right out of high school, it was a six year program, and I was really excited. I loved health and wellness and learning about the body and how food affects our body, how medicine affects our body. But then I moved to L.A. right after and started working as a pharmacist and immediately hated it. I just had this, oh, my God, moment like this can't be the rest of my life. And you live in L.A., so you know what a creative town it is. Everyone's doing all these interesting things. And I just didn't want to be stuck in this career. So basically from day one, I started searching for other answers Like maybe I could be a consultant, maybe I could be the expert on TV. And that eventually ended up segueing into social media as that kind of bloomed the next three years.
0: A lot of people, I think, you know, when you have that career, you spend a long time in school, there's it's expensive, you invested all this time and effort into something. But how can you be okay with changing a career path that you've invested so much time, money and energy into
1: to doing something that, you know, is more personally fulfilling for you? That was a really big struggle I had because at first I was like, do I just do something completely different? But I had so many student loans and I had spent so much time in this degree that it was a little bit, it was like a gut punch to waste all of that. And it worked out because I really loved what I learned. I liked my degree and I liked that it gave me a good basis for understanding wellness and health and everything I was intrigued by. I just didn't like the actual practice i felt like it was robotic it wasn't for me i think i was i'm more creative than i gave myself credit for because a lot of people love it and that's great it just wasn't for me so i was able to segue and i'm like okay how can i get into this space and just create leverage for myself in this space and give myself the creative opportunity to do whatever i want i wanted i love the idea of maybe i'll write a book maybe i'll create a product, maybe I'll have a TV show and just leaving it open like that and using my degree to give me more of a backbone to what I talk about. Okay. So what is it that you talk about now and what is your food philosophy? I learned so much from following you. Oh, thank you. So my initial thought on food was I I was a big vegan influencer at first and I've recently shifted for so many personal reasons. But right now, my I'd say my main food philosophy is just clean eating. I think there is so many different ways that everybody can eat some people resonate better with keto with plant-based with higher carb counting their macros paleo there's so many different ways to eat and so many different foods and everybody is so different i think it's extremely naive to say that every single person should eat a certain way but one thing i'm certain of is that adding processed chemicals and processed foods is not good for anyone so across the board depending on the amount you eat, what style you eat, whatever your macronutrients are. If you're someone who likes to count that or track it, nobody should be adding so many processed foods into their diet and everyday life. So that's one thing I really focus on is just sticking to clean, whole food-based ingredients and the least amount of chemicals possible.
0: I know. One of the things that I've been trying to learn a lot about recently is all the oils that are either in foods or in nut milks. So what are some mm-hmm. of those oils that we should be avoiding? Because even if you are not having processed foods, we might still like buy our favorite almond milk or
1: oat milk. Right. I know. And it's so tricky and it, it frustrating, understandably, because you're like, all right, I'm already cutting out dairy, but now I have to worry about my almond milk. And... It's hard because the food industry really doesn't have our best interest at heart. It's just how can we mass produce it? How can we make it taste better? How can we add chemicals that actually make people addicted to the food? That's what a lot of the natural flavors come from. And they make you crave this certain thing at such a deep chemical level, you don't even realize you're doing it. So when you're looking for any kind of plant milk really across the board, just look for ingredients that like are very simple. Like almond milk, you can find almond milks that are just almonds and water. Or if you want like oat milk, oats, water, maybe there's a little sea salt or a little like actual vanilla extract. As soon as you start seeing anything that has a vegetable oil or a seed oil, like sunflower oil, safflower oil, rapeseed oil, canola oil, those are highly inflammatory. And look, I really don't think everyone should live their life in fear. I think that when you are out and about, when you're traveling, you have to give yourself grace. But that's the one thing you're making your smoothie with every single day or adding to your coffee every single day. You should really know what's going into your body. And that's when you have to pay attention.
0: So when we think about inflammation in the body and we hear anti-inflammatory, what does this actually mean? And what are some of the main things we should be cutting out of what we eat?
1: So one of the things we learned about in pharmacy school, we took disease state management. It was just understanding every disease and how to treat it. I was very drug focused, of course, because you were becoming a pharmacist. But inflammation is pretty much the leading cause of every single disease. Like every disease, like, oh, inflammation in the body, inflammation in the body. So inflammation short term is actually good for you. It's your body protecting you. So you fall down and hurt your knee and it gets red and inflamed. It's your body sending all the right chemicals to actually help you heal. But when it's going on for a long period of time and it becomes chronic, this is when it can lead to chronic illness. And this can become sustained if you are eating foods that have like, you know, just what we talked about, the seed oil, sunflower oil, if you're eating highly processed foods, if you're in areas of like with toxic environmental pollutants, if cigarette smoke or different chemicals in the air, in the water, if you're highly stressed, all of these things can lead to inflammation and if you have other underlying conditions, if you have gut health issues, you especially want to watch out for it. But really everybody across the board should be just aware of it and conscious of not you know, adding so many inflammatory things into their diet.
0: This episode is all about food and food swaps and making healthy choices. So I think you guys might be interested in what I have to tell you. So could your metabolism use a kickstart or are you having gut issues or your energy is just feeling low? Well, Sakara has an answer. Their new Sakara systems are targeted nutrition programs designed to solve your biggest health concerns from weight management to digestion problems. So if you have a busy schedule, Saqqara delivers ready to eat plant rich meals that help you look and feel your best. Even during those weeks that you have back to back meetings and happy hours, you can ease bloat and keep energy levels high with science backed, nutritionally designed meals that you will actually look forward to eating. Seriously, they are so delicious. One thing I talk a lot about on the podcast is gut health and how important it is for me. So they've got the gut health reboot, and you guys will really love this one. It's either a one, four, or eight-week program. So if you're looking for meals that are ready to eat, delivered to your door, and actually help you look and feel your best, Saqqara is the answer, and it's so much more than just a meal delivery program. Saqqara is a nutrition program that's like having a nutritionist and a chef in one. Their meals are expertly designed to help you support your goals, and they're also delicious. Sakara delivers science backed, plant rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their ready to eat meals are nutritionally designed to deliver results from weight management and ease bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sacara.com slash mariana or enter code mariana at checkout. That's sakara, S A K A R A.com slash mariana to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash mariana. And how do we know if we even have inflammation or if something is bothering us?
1: It's interesting because it can really just surface with any symptoms so it could be brain fog it could be fatigue it could be stress body pain back pain stomach issues really like it's truly the underlying cause of almost everything so if there's anything you're going through physically any kind of ailment I would definitely look at what in what in your life could be contributing to inflammation
0: And a lot of things for me that cause inflammation end up showing up in my face. So my cheeks will be red. Mm -hmm. It shows up in my skin. My skin will be irritated. So can you talk a little bit about foods that you describe as like heating or cooling?
1: Yeah. And I love, you know, the skin is the one organ that we can actually see. So it's cool because that's like the one thing that's going to give us an indicator to what's going on, whether it's like eczema or psoriasis or just even redness or irritation. The concept of warming and cooling foods is actually totally unrelated to inflammation, but it's so relevant and pertinent and so many ancient cultures have practiced this and when i was learning about it i'm just like okay if chinese medicine practices this if ayurveda if iranian traditional medicine like there's something to this if everyone just intuitively knows how to eat certain foods warm your body naturally and certain foods cool the body so if you look back to years ago before you know we had the internet and things we could research they were eating things that would cool your body in the summer and things that would warm your body in the winter and also certain body types might need a little bit more like Chinese medicine will classify and Iranian medicine will classify you as either warm and damp cold and damp cold and wet cold and dry like there's four different categories I just mix that up a little bit but you get the idea and then based on your body type you can stray towards one or another and I think like in Ayurveda they have three doshas you can be vata Pitta or Kapha, and so many different Ayurvedic practitioners I've met immediately are like, "Oh, you're Vata." They can tell by your body type, by the structure of your face. So for me specifically, warming foods are always better for me. Like I always my my body is naturally more cold and dry, so I need more warm or wet foods. Well, how do we figure out what our type might be? If you go to if you look up Ayurveda and you kind of you research the three, they actually tell you like. I think a lot of it is based on what your physical body structure is. And you could go see an Ayurvedic practitioner. If you ever go to acupuncture, a lot of Chinese practitioners can tell you it's not like a blood test you have to do. They usually just do it based on, I really think like how you look and I'm not sure how much more there is to it, but... It's it's not that complicated.
0: I love all of your videos, going to the grocery store, walking down the aisles because it's so practical. I think a lot of us are overwhelmed when we go to the store. So what are some tips that you have for us to just prep before we get to the grocery store so it's not overwhelming and maybe a little bit hard when you're like, oh, but I want these cookies and I want this packaged food here.
1: Right. I know it's so much easier, right? I, I think that with eating healthy, well, I don't think I know. As soon as you get into a flow, it really just becomes easy and second nature. I swear, like I, I've i always been health conscious the last, I'd say, 10 to 15 years because I've just been in this space and loved fitness and wellness. But it wasn't until the last four or five years that I really learned about all the clean eating and additives in your food. And the only reason I knew was because I was having gut health issues. And then I had to start learning and researching and talking to functional medicine doctors so at that time, the thought of having to like make my own salad dressing or not eat certain packaged things was like, I remember complaining, like, how am I supposed to eat? What am I supposed to eat? And now it's just such second nature. I'm like, it takes me five minutes to add lemon, olive oil, oregano, spice, salt and pepper, and vinegar into a shaker and just have that for like four or five days. So once you get into a rhythm of it, it might be a little painful at first, but you'll just get used to your cadences. I also think... Of course, planning out recipes that inspire you for the week so that you know what you're going for. And truly, I stick to so many of the same things every week because you know you end up finding the brands that are clean. You do a little bit of research. You know what works for you. Then those become your staples, which is why I'm so big on my staples being like really good, top notch, pure. I really don't compromise on that because I'm eating this every day. And then everyone's like, what do you do when you go out? I'm like, I'm going to get an almond milk latte that's not organic and that might have seed oils when I'm at the airport. And I'm not going to stress about it because that's just going to do more damage, you know?
0: But I love that over the summer, like you were traveling and you were showing like, this is what I'm eating out. This is a mocktail that I'm ordering. And I think that's practical because so many of us do spend a lot of our time at restaurants or at bars or with friends. And so we want to know what these options are and know that, oh, it actually is easy or easier than you think to continue this lifestyle no matter, you know, where you're eating. And you can still enjoy and have fun and be out yep. and not feel like you're missing out.
1: Yes. I mean, when you're out, it's so easy. You just, just stick to the whole, like, this is the same thing. I almost feel like a broken record, but that's all it comes down to is like, what are the most like simple whole foods I can eat? Like when I see, you know, something that has like tons of sauces, I don't really know. You don't know what they're using. I'll just get, Things pretty simple, like ask for a side of olive oil, ask for a side of lemon, salt and pepper. Those are kind of my go-tos. And then sometimes I'm ordering sides. Like, oh, I see they have just a sweet potato and broccoli and a piece of salmon. And I'll just make my own thing on menus when I don't know what else to eat. And so what are some of these staples that you usually buy when you go to the grocery store every week? So the things, I'm, I always have lemons and limes. Um, I used to live on the Upper East Side and there was this like little organic, you've probably seen in New York, there's all these little hole in the walls that have they look like they wouldn't have the healthiest food at all. But then it's like all organic. It doesn't look like L.A. when you're walking into like a beautiful Erewhon. But there was this store a block away and I, they knew me and I'd called like to order something and they'd be like 20 lemons and limes. And I was like, yep, every week, because that's such a staple for me. I just think it's such a good flavor enhancer. It's alkaline. It's easy. So I always have tons of lemons and limes. I like a dark leafy green, so whether it's arugula or spinach, I think spinach is really easy because it wilts down so quickly. It takes two minutes to cook or to throw into a smoothie. It's a pretty neutral taste, so I love having that in my fridge. I love seaweed snacks, but make sure you're getting the ones that say olive oil because the brand has two. And if you don't see the olive oil, they use sunflower oil, which is one of the oils we just mentioned I would highly recommend avoiding. So if you're going to get it, make sure you have the one that says olive oil. I always get Persian cucumbers because I just will literally grab one and add some sea salt and snack on it. Clean almond milks, some kind of like sweet potatoes, avocados, beets, just like whole foods, chia seeds. I'm a big fan of chia pudding because it's, I mean, you probably make it yourself. It's so easy to make and it's a really easy snack. So I'm getting just whole food ingredients, always 100% olive oil or 100% avocado oil. Make sure you find ones that say 100%. Unfortunately, there's always loopholes. And if it doesn't say 100%, they're mixing in sometimes soybean oil. So if you want to avoid soy, I would make sure you see 100% on there too. I really try to take care of my wellness and
0: overall well-being all the time. That's why I like to have so many amazing founders and experts on this podcast because I always want to learn from them. And if you guys missed last week's episode, it was amazing. It was with the founder of Beekeepers Naturals, and I already was a customer of their products for so long, and I love learning even more about her and her business. You guys have to go back to listen to that one. But the reason I love it is because it really helps me jumpstart my entire day. I try to do as much as I can to keep myself feeling healthy, my head clear, and giving me energy. So I love using propolis because it really helps support my immune system and keeps my body healthy when I start to feel run down. Especially during cold and flu season, I'm doing everything I can to make sure I'm healthy. So that's why I like the propolis immune support throat spray because it keeps me in tip top shape. I like to use the spray as a part of a daily ritual to support my immune system. I also like to use it when my throat is just a little bit dry, especially just before I record a podcast or I'm doing an interview or a phone call the bottle is also really small, so it's just easy to use and effective, and I can bring it so many places with me. And just four sprays supports your daily immune system health and just makes me feel my best. And I love working with the brand because of their clean and effective products, and they actually work. Beekeepers Naturals products are made with clean ingredients, and today, Beekeepers Naturals is offering you an exclusive offer. Go to beekeepersnaturals.com Mariana or enter code Mariana to get 20% off your first order. That's B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com slash Mariana or enter code mariana beekeepers naturals products are also available at target whole foods cvs and walgreens start feeling better every day today when you wake up in the morning what's like the first thing that you drink or first thing that you do
1: the first thing i do in the morning is scrape my tongue i learned that from ayurveda i wash up and then i drink water and then i meditate and then after i meditate i'll usually make either black tea or coffee and then i work out and then usually around 10 i'll do a matcha latte Okay, perfect. So one cup of coffee a day you usually do. I might do two, but I only drink decaf. I st- oh. yeah, I stopped drinking. So the only caffeine I drink is matcha because there's just mm-hmm. not a decaf version. I stopped drinking caffeine a couple of years ago on my long quest of gut health and the first two weeks were miserable. I literally thought I had something wrong with me. I was so tired all day. And then now I genuinely can't handle it in coffee. So there's a a clean decaf process if you want because a lot of times they use most of the time they use chemical solvents to decaffeinate so if you find coffee that says swiss water decaf then the you know they're just using water to soak the caffeine out of the beans so i might do like two or three cups some days if i'm just in the mood for i feel like coffee is almost like a dessert but it's never with caffeine so i feel like pretty generous on that
0: and how are you sweetening your matchas or decaf coffees
1: I'm a big fan of Manuka honey. So coffee, I just personally don't prefer sweet. I like coconut milk because it's really creamy and I think it gives it like a good like latte taste. So any kind of like almond milk or coconut milk. And then my matcha, I'm doing almond milk and Manuka honey. And I add like a little dried rose and a little saffron. So I just love to like fancy it up.
0: We talked a little bit about going out to eat already. And so How can we get better about making these choices where instead of feeling like we're going out to eat and we're depriving ourselves that we're enjoying it because we do still want to enjoy the experience of going out and spending time with people we care about, but Mm -hmm. still enjoying the food we have and not feeling like we're missing out, like not having pasta at dinner or something that might, you know, irritate our stomachs.
1: I think really you have to look at your own situation. Like, how often are you going out to eat? If you're in an industry where you have to eat out four or five days a week because it's work or client dinners, I think that's the point where you're like, okay, these aren't like special meals. This is my regular. So let me really learn how to make smart decisions and navigate the menu. But then it's like, if you're going out once in on the weekends with your friends or family and you just want to enjoy your food, like, you have to enjoy it. I truly think the whole fear based eating just is not the way to live and honestly at the top of all of this of what would cause the most inflammation it's your mind everything starts from the brain every chemical that's released in your body starts from your brain and is triggered there whether it's pain whether it's like anxiety gut issues that's exactly where it all starts so when you really conceptualize that and you're not stressing about what because you think about it too how come at certain points in your life you were able to handle things but then maybe when you're going through a stressful situation you can't handle certain foods as much. I have someone in my family who all of a sudden now has acid reflux so bad in her 40s. And it was just when, you know, her someone in her immediate family was going through something very stressful and she's been extremely stressed for the last like four to six weeks. And what a coincidence that now all of a sudden she has acid reflux. So you have to really put those things together and everything starts with the mind. So just live your life. If you're doing it every day, that's when you can start to strategize.
0: Yeah. I think that it's helpful to just do it consistently and then know that there's sometimes where we are enjoying. And so one of the things too is like either cocktails or mocktails, especially right now, a lot of people are doing dry January. So do you have any favorite mocktail
1: recipes when you go out? I just like, honestly, a mocktail is like anything with sparkling water feels like a mocktail to me. A lot of the mocktails or cocktails, they use all the simple syrups and it can get a little high in sugar and it just doesn't make me feel my best. So I'll usually start with a base of soda water and then do a lot of whatever fruit they have, like squeeze a lot of that in, and then a splash of whatever, let's say, the sugary drink is. Never do the full one because you're just going to feel crappy after. So just do a splash, lots of lemon and lime, add fresh fruit, and I think you have a perfect mocktail.
0: I know you guys will be excited about
1: this one because it's spring cleaning. And when
0: spring cleaning happens, I'm cleaning out my closet and things at home, but I'm also making space for more things. And when I'm making space for things, it's even better when it's on sale. Macy's Great Shoe Sale is here just in time for spring. From April 4th to April 16th, get 40% off when you buy two or more pairs of shoes or 30% off one pair. If you're looking for platform sandals, heels, boots, or even sneakers, Macy's has the perfect pair to complete your look. One shoe style that I love is a ballet slipper. I feel like it just goes with every look, and I love that they are making a comeback. There's a pair here by Madden Girl, and it comes in four different colors, and you can't go wrong with a classic black ballet flat. I like to style these with a pair of oversized denim or a pair of cropped jeans with a simple sweater, and I even wear this to the office all the time. So a trend I see so many people wearing are Western boots. So whether you're looking for something that's an ankle boot or knee-high, Dolce Vita has so many cute pairs. There's one called the Western Tall Boots that come in They come in almost like a shiny brown leather that I feel like you could dress up or down. Or if you want something that's ankle, there's a Landon boot or Karen boot. They come in like a creamy tan or white. And I love these, especially if you are going to a music festival sometime soon. And it's always UGG season all day long for me, especially if I'm wearing something cozy and comfortable. They have the women's classic short boots. Or if you want something just like a slipper around the house, they have a really cute one that has a fuzzy detail on it in three different colors. I love these slides. I got them a few summers ago. It's the Yeah Slide Slippers. Make sure to check out Macy's.com before it's too late. Some exclusions apply. See Macy's.com for details. What about traveling? Do you like to have any
1: snacks that you take with you on the plane? Yes. (laughs) I have, I have my whole thing on the plane. Well, I usually travel with like my 100% grass-fed ghee because I just, it really has helped my digestion. It's the one thing. It's the only dairy that I eat. And a lot of people don't even consider it the same as dairy because of the way it's made. You're taking out the part that would irritate your stomach. So I travel with that. I travel with like, let's say a little bit of fruit. I'll usually do like, like, a banana, an apple, something like that on the plane, the seaweed snacks, and then dried fruit is usually my go to, especially because this is always something you can find at the airport. So if I don't have time to pack something, they always have like that brand. I think it's like Rind or something where it's just, you know, literally different dried fruit. And I'm also known for like bringing my meal on the plane, like whether I'm traveling business or what, like I literally, if there's catering, I don't care. I always travel with my own food because. I have my staples that I know what I like and I like to eat. If I'm going to eat animal protein, I want it to be clean if I'm not making it myself. So I'll just bring my little takeout meal through security and it's totally fine. It's like a little treat for me. And what are you doing with the ghee that you're traveling with? Depends. Putting it on stuff? Yeah. Like sometimes I just, I've noticed that once I started adding in like high amounts of fat, I was eating really no fat. And it's really interesting because... I used to think I didn't handle it well, but I just don't know if I was doing it. I think it was everything else I was eating in combination with it. But when I started adding in more, I just noticed like my bloat was so much better. My stomach felt better. So it's one thing I really try to incorporate. And then if I know I can't really find it I, when I'm traveling because it's easy to travel with and you know it's not like going to spill or anything. Sometimes if I'm like ordering, like let's say a room service, I'll just like add a little bit of it on there, whether it's like in a little rice or if it's on a piece of fish or if it's just like, you know, sometimes I try adding it to my coffee, whatever I can put it on, I'll just eat, which is so strange. It sounds interesting, but it really works for me.
0: Yeah. It's whatever works for you and like keep it with you. And I just like having my own things, especially when I get to a hotel. Mm -hmm. I like to go to like a grocery store or a drugstore as soon as I get there and like fill up my mini fridge with my favorites. So do you have any hotel mini fridge things you like to stock up on? Yeah,
1: I usually will go to like the same, go to a Whole Foods and I'll get like an organic berries just to have in the morning. I usually get water that's not in plastic. So I'll just fill it, unless they have it at the hotel and I can order it, but it's always more cost effective to just go buy it yourself. And there's a few different clean bars like Lupini, you know, anything, any bar that I can find that just has Whole food ingredients I'm down with. And then one thing I do when I travel, which is also kind of fun, is I immediately go to Google Maps or Postmates. And I'll search organic or grass-fed or whatever the keywords I'm looking for. And I'll f- usually find something in the area and I'll just Postmates it and I'll eat that. And it's because room service is usually the worst. There's not not much I like on there. And it also helps me discover places in different cities.
0: I always do Postmates. And I when I travel with people and they haven't traveled with me before, they're like, oh my gosh, I never thought about post meeting to a hotel. And I'm like, I can get exactly the food I want. Exactly, it's a lot faster than room service. It's sometimes a lot cheaper. And then in New York, especially like post is so fast. It will come to me in like 15 minutes. I'm like, how do they even make this food fast enough to get it to me? I know. <laughs> so I know.
1: And it's so much better, right? You can get exactly what... Because I feel like room service menus are just a little old-fashioned. They need to spice it up a little.
0: I want to talk to you about your daily practices and like things that just make you feel good. So what Mm -hmm. are some of the
1: things you do every day? Do you like meditate and work out? And Yep. Meditation is my non-negotiable. It is just, it's like the first thing I do when I wake up and I meditate. I would say 80% of the time I meditate like with my red light. So it's kind of a one and done process. It's usually like a 20 minutes red light and however long my meditation is. And then I'd say about 60% of the time I work out. It's one of those things where I'll I'll be great for a few weeks, and then I'll fall off for like a week or two. It's I. I'll move other things, but when I do both, is when I feel my best. But one of my biggest things is not going on my phone until after all of that is done. Like my phone is on airplane till about nine a.m., and I'll either listen to an audio book while I'm working out, or I'll listen to an inspiring podcast. But I don't like to consume content unless it's something very inspirational for me. Like I'm not scrolling, I'm not texting people, and I just it. I swear it makes my day so much better.
0: Yeah. When I had Jay Shetty on my podcast and he was saying, when you wake up and you start looking at this stuff in the morning, it's like walking 100 people into your bedroom when you first wake up in the day. And you would never do that and like have all this energy of all these people and thoughts and opinions. And so really starting your day this way, it's so helpful for me too. What kind of meditation do you do? And what is your red light?
1: I love that analogy. of Jay, that's so, so true. So my red light is Juve. I have the jube Social Red Light. And then the meditations I'm doing right now are Joe Dispenza. I've been doing them for a year now. And I love them. I'm obsessed. I used to do TM. And even TM really took me a while. The, I didn't t- really learn it until I took a course. And once I took a course, it was like when one day I was like, oh, this is it. So many people love to say you can't meditate wrong. And I'm I kind of disagree with that because... I was doing it wrong for so many years. And then once I really understood how to do it, it felt so different. And I feel like I wasted time those years because if I would have just tried a different method to learn it instead of forcing myself to sit and keep doing this thing that's just not working, if it's not working, try a different method. So I used to love TM. Then I explored Joe Dispenza. And now I, I find myself getting much deeper in his meditations.
0: Do you do like more like the same Joe Dispenza ones over and over again? Or do you like to kind of do different ones? Because I've downloaded a bunch of them Mm -hmm. and I have like a couple that I'll go back to.
1: I have like my standard ones I'll go back to, but I like mixing it up too. I like doing also sometimes his walking meditations. But I I really like to mix it up because then when it's the same one too much, I'm like, memorize the whole thing in my head. You can like (laughs) say it back with him.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay. So the light I love because I also have the juve light also, which is like hybrid, like morning routine, but also self-care beauty. I kind of think of it as like all over. What are some of the other like
1: self-care, body, beauty things that you love to do? Oh God. So many things. I love, I mean, I love a sheet mask anytime I'm doing, like even with a sheet mask with light, because I know the light will just draw it into your skin even more. So sometimes I even throw on the sheet mask in front of the red light while I meditate. I'm a big fan of jade rolling. I know everyone's very into gua sha. I just think jade rolling feels better. And I think anything to drive the product into your skin, I love. Microcurrent, I'm a huge fan of. Also baths. I love taking a hot bath, an Epsom salt bath. I do it maybe like three or four days a week. And I'll either like read a book, listen to a podcast, listen to an audio book. I just, I'll work. I just think sitting in there, It's so detoxing. After the bath, you always rinse off because anything you sweat it out, you want to get off your skin. A cold shower, and I, God, vibrating plate, exercise, all of those. I just saw the vibrating plate that you were doing. So, do you do workouts on vibrating plate? I actually don't. I have the reason why being I don't work out in that room anymore. Like I, I go down to the gym in our building once in a while. I'll try to do a few things on it, but I really just stand on there and stretch. Let's say I'm just like doing my morning stretches or something, or like I have some of these like foot massagers I do and I'll stand on there. Sometimes I'll even sit. I just want to be on there for like five or 10 minutes because there's so much cool research to see what vibration does for the body. It's really, really... I even have a vibrating foam roller just because there's so Ooh, much... It's, I need to get that. It's really cool. They, I mean, they have all these different settings, so it can get pretty intense, but it helps break up fascia and it just really helps lymphatic drainage. And it just feels nice. Oh, I'm going to buy that for sure. I love
0: foam rolling. It just feels so good. And I'm so trying to good. incorporate more of it into my routine. And so a vibrating one sounds like I
1: need to buy this. Right yeah, now.
0: it's good. <laughs> I'm going to look this up. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that was so
1: amazing and I'm so excited for you. And where can we follow you? You can follow me on social at MonaVand.
0: Amazing. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Marianna underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.